Welcome to the Odds Makers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports. The line starts here as we take you behind the counter for an all-access look at the biggest events in sports. Through the minds of career Las Vegas odds makers, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Want the very best in odds boosts, promotions, and contests? Download the Superbook Sports app. Follow us at Superbook Sports on social media and head to Superbook.com. Superbook.com today. Now let's jump behind the counter and talk with the odds makers before we get our wagers down. Here's your MC, Jonathan Von Tobel. What's up, folks? Welcome in. We are back. It is the Odds Makers presented by Superbook Sports. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel. Only one odds maker today, Jake Cornegay. Uh, John Murray, of course. We wanted to bring the band back together, but he had a doctor's appointment. I. Well, is that what he said? I think that's what he said. He has an appointment, so I assume it's always a doctor's appointment. You're not having okay. an appointment for hair that you just can't miss. Yeah, he's And I've a... seen John's hair, just to be honest. <laughs> I don't think he's shelling out triple digits for that, that haircut. You know what I'm saying? He's got a couple of squeaky parts. I know that. He complains about them all the time. Okay. It only gets worse. He's 30 years younger than me. Is he really? Maybe 20. Okay, I was going to say, wow, I didn't realize you were that old. You look great. <laughs> you look great. Well, what's going on, man? We haven't talked for nearly two months. We've had a lot go on. Over the last couple of months, of course, last time we spoke was the Masters. Uh, since then, we've had actually another golf major. We've had quite a bit of stuff go on in the world of sports. And we have the final set in both the NBA and the NHL. How have things been at the Superbook, Jay? <laughs> Recap the last two months. From oh, the yeah. Here you go. I got, I got 90 seconds. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Uh, I'll tell you what. People love sports. They love betting sports. We are in eight different states now. And uh, the numbers just continue to go up. Uh, they're fantastic, uh, especially during this time of year. You have the playoffs going. There's a lot of a lot of things going on in both the NBA and NHL, as we all know. Um, but uh, the underdogs, surprise, uh, eight seeds going mm-hmm. to the finals now. Uh, just a lot of upsets, which have been, for the most part, good for us. But when you have these concentrated events, it would drive some of our executives crazy. Is the, the volatility? Right. You know, because you have everything going on in this game. You know, how, how are we going to do on this game tonight really is going to uh, really show for, I mean, really determine our day, really. It's, so you get this roller coaster ride, which drives some people nuts, including us. But that's what it's been. It's been a roller coaster ride over the last uh, six weeks or so. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get through uh, some of the ups and downs together. So let's start at the NBA finals where they're your Denver Nuggets, right? You're, are you a, you're a, you're a Colorado guy? Yeah, I'm hoping Dan Issel has a big game uh, in game one. No, I haven't really. F- I, I be honest with you, JVT. Now I used to be a huge Nuggets fan. Okay. Back in the ABA days, early NBA. Uh, you know uh, when when they became a, you know a combined league between the ABA and the NBA, uh, which was what the eighties. Yeah, early early 80s. I watched it until the mid 90s, and then I just became more of a college basketball fan. 1976. There you go. There you go. 1976. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Geez, I am old. Um, But uh, I've been, you know, tinkering with it. But I am more of a college basketball fan than an NBA fan. But I am excited for all my friends and family back home in Denver. They're very excited about the Nuggets. And I'm not going to be that guy and jump on this wagon (laughs) when they get to the final. So I'm rooting for them. Um, The book needs them. I I know that we have some liability attached to the heat, not only in Nevada, but in other states. So I'll be rooting for the, the Nuggets. 
So from the Miami Heat perspective with that liability, does that just come from, hey, this is a long shot? Generally what you see with liability building up, right? Big yeah. numbers, small tickets, those things build up quickly. Yeah, when you get those big numbers like that on, on you know, connected to a, a dog and it makes it, you know, that dog makes it to the finals, I guarantee you most likely will have liability attached to that team. And uh, we have that with the Heat. It's a team that we've been trying to knock out for three rounds now. And uh, I got a lot of NBA experts in the back room say that, oh, they're going to lose this round. They're going to lose the next round. All right. Now they're liking the Nuggets. So, so far they're 0 for 3. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens in the finals. Well, I might be one of those people that also thinks that, that the Heat's luck is running out here soon. But we'll get to that. So let me ask you this. You guys opened up at Superbook. I saw Jeff Sherman. Um, one of your head honchos, one of your NBA experts back there, Darren, uh-huh. uh, opened up the Denver Nuggets uh, minus 360. That was a little bit on the cheaper side. Uh, you guys are up to minus 425. Uh, a lot of the times, if you have a side that you guys don't like, will you open up cheaper to attract some attention on the other end? If so, if you're high on Miami, for example, did you open this up cheap? Why was it minus 360 and the move behind it? Was that just a market match or what? It was a market match. Yeah. It was something that uh, you know we, we, uh, we do have some liability, but it's not something that's alarming, really. Nothing like what we were looking at with the Lakers. The Lakers okay. had a tremendous amount of liability, and a number of operators had that. But uh, this is more of a... a you know, market match than anything else. Um, I know that the guys in the back uh, pretty much um, favor the Nuggets a little bit. So we were we we're going to probably move it up very aggressively, and that's what we've done in the early stages. So how popular, when you have a series like this, where the favorite is over $4 now at this point, what markets become popular? I would assume it's like exact series results, it's mm-hmm. series spreads, things of that nature. You're probably not generating a bunch on, unless it's like respected money, because they usually have a hard, uh, larger bankrolls. It's either underdog in the series price or some of these alt markets, right? Yeah, that's what we're looking at. I mean, that's what we saw in the, you know, with the Heat pretty much all playoff yep. season. You know, a lot of these uh, guys are taking some long shots with, with the, the Heat, and Heat in seven games against the Celtics was a really poor result for us. And But again, Again, they're taking some numbers, and I can't just say it's the general public. I think it's some of the other educated guys. Maybe they're hedging in some way. Uh, we see a lot of that um, as well with the, the futures, and, and I know Denver's been a team that's been right up there for the most part. Uh, you know, one of the the better teams of the you know in the league. I know they had a little bit of a hiccup in the second half of the season, but then they really have picked it up. Very impressive against the the Lakers, but. You know, there's a lot of a lot of things going on, JVT. As you know, there's hedging going on. You yep. never know what some of these uh, educated players are doing. But right now, we're staying in the market price zone. And even though we favor the Nuggets a little bit, the only thing that's going to sway us will be um, moving it quickly. Um, you know. Um, quicker than we would normally right so the heat do bring up an interesting dynamic because you mentioned it right and i i fall into this camp quite a bit where if you look at miami's run up to this point you know the milwaukee series for example you shot 47 percent from three for the series which is nuts right over 50 percent on contested twos or threes excuse me for those don't know that's an insane rate to hit threes on especially when they're contested threes um i think there's a lot of things you can point to that would say that miami for lack of a better term has played above their skis a little bit throughout this entire postseason run, and yet here they are. So what is that dynamic like in the back where I think I would agree with, you know, as you called them, your NBA experts who have said, you know, every step of the way there's something here for Miami that should come up, and it hasn't, and yet now here they are. Your liability's built up. They're winning. Do you stick to your guns here at this point? I would, I would imagine there's 
do I dare say contentious conversations around how this thing has been priced? Because you know what I mean. I, it's a fascinating dynamic where this continues to happen. But I agree with a lot of the people on the side of like, look, Miami's just playing above board right now, and it's just sustained itself through this run. Have you ever been at a roulette wheel and someone's like keeps betting red and yeah. it keeps coming around black and then about four or five times, you know, after four or five spins, then it comes up black and then you say, "I told you so." Right? Uh, yeah, that's kind of what the back room is okay. like right now, but. Yeah, I, I think we're sticking to our guns. I think that uh, you know we've we've done that so far in the early stages of posting this line. Even though we matched the market price, we moved it aggressively. As you mentioned, we opened three sixty up to four twenty five on the series. Even the money line for the game, the game itself went from eight to nine. We just saw that market going that way. We are favoring the Nuggets, especially in Game One. And, uh, you know, I, I trust these guys. I mean, listen, we have a long history together uh, in the back room, and they're terrific odds makers. Uh, I just think the heat has surprised a lot of people, including yep. the best of the best that really follow the NBA. Look, I'm a mini numbers nerd, so it surprised me, especially if you look at it. 82 games worth of us data would tell you the heat stink. And remember the play-in, too. Got their, their faces beat in by the Hawks. They needed a 12 nothing run to get past Chicago to win that game, and yeah, here they are. They're in the NBA Finals, so there's a lot there. Uh, all right, so when we're looking at this now in favor of like Denver and Miami and where we've been up to this point, uh, I guess I'll ask it in this way when you're looking at the Denver Nuggets. How much have you gotten a sense of how much your guys back there have upgraded Denver? Because I would say that they, they probably weren't going to be this big of a favorite as they moved on to the NBA Finals. Yes, it's an eight seed on the other side, but they weren't as big of favorites against the Minnesota, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Probably about $5. Thought it should have been a little bit more. Underdogs to the Phoenix Suns and a cheap favorite against the Los Angeles Lakers. I get the sense the market has upgraded Denver as we've gotten to this point. Is that, is that true? Have you guys upgraded Denver a bit here? And that's the way I see it. Yeah, and I think right? that, you know, talking to the guys in the back room, that's exactly what they saw. I thought it was pretty impressive of what they did with the Lakers. The Lakers were basically... You know, you saw it. They they had that look in their eye. They had a lot of confidence. They wanted to prove a lot of people wrong. And, you know, they were saying that they were washed up. They were old. They, they didn't have the bodies to contend. But in the early going, they had that look in their eye, which was concerning to us because we had so much liability uh, on the Lakers. But the Nuggets stuck to their guns, took care of business. That was uh, very impressive. I know a lot of people would dismiss it. But I, I won't because what the Lakers did. I thought the Lakers had nothing but house money to play with, and they were playing with that chip on their shoulder. So I give the Nuggets a lot of credit. I think that uh, they have been upgraded somewhat in the back room after that four-game sweep against yep. the Lakers. So walk me through this because this is what I think a lot of people might, might realize here. At least this is something that stuck out to me. So let's go back to the Eastern Conference Finals. Game one, Boston Celtics are eight-and-a-half-point favorites against the Miami Heat. The series price, they were about $6 favorites against Miami. So, I, like, that math to me doesn't jive. Why is Denver an eight-and-a-half-point favorite in game one but still only a $4 favorite in the series? <laughs> you know, you'd have to ask those guys. Okay. You know, well, you're the NBA expert. How do you see I that? Mean, I mean, I assume what, what what's happening is they're shaded a little bit higher in game one because Miami's coming off of a seven-game series mm-hmm. in which they lost three straight, had to win game seven on the road, then you got to go play in altitude, and it's very tough. So maybe they're rating Denver's home court a little bit stronger. They've been awesome on their home court so far this season. I, I think True. they still haven't lost a game, correct? They've only failed to cover one. So I think that's pro- part of it. But generally, when, you, like, when you're looking at like, the math of setting some of these series prices and numbers, you know, all of it's tied together. You know that. So it's like you know, your point spread, your probability of winning, then you get point spreads from that. I just thought it was pretty surprising. So in other words, for me as a better, 
it tells you there's value somewhere. You just got to figure out where the value is. And to me, I think that means there's value in, this might sound crazy, but in Denver actually at like minus 400 to win the series. And I think that that's what we saw in the early going. Yep. You know, the, the guys that out there that are on top of this right away and looked at that opening number because I saw some really low – uh, opinions okay going after the game was decided last night i saw minus three dollars minus 325 mm -hmm. i thought that was a little low especially what we've seen but you're right after a seven game emotional series they don't get a lot of rest i'm surprised that this is starting what uh thursday right yep. so you you look at them and they do have to go to you know fly to denver altitude and all that not much of a break. If it if this game wasn't being played on Friday or Saturday, you'd probably see a, a little bit of lower number. Yeah, and like look for people who are like, well, altitude doesn't really matter that much. I think it matters more if you're like in the playoffs. Your rotations are already getting cut short. But look at where Miami's at this point. You know they've taken Kevin Love out of the lineup essentially. They can't really trust Kyle Lowry. Tyler Hero's not coming back at the beginning of the series at the very least. So talking about like six and a half guys in this rotation and we saw especially in the phoenix series one of the angles that i was looking at was playing denver in these fourth quarters because i don't think that thin rotation had that much and sure enough they blasted them in the fourth quarters of those games so it's gonna be yeah. interesting to see that from an in-game standpoint let me ask you this uh mvp odds uh, overall for the finals mvp not up yet those will probably start to appear here can i ask you what this is a local question really for nevadans so not for everybody out there why can't we get these things up here for, like, Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals MVP? I was looking around for my guy Caleb Martin yesterday to win <laughs> Eastern Conference Finals MVP. I had to make a trek across the Hoover Dam to go get this thing in. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? You're right. That's a good question. It's a valid question. It's a Nevada question. thing, too. It, it's yeah, not it you is, guys. It's no, obviously it, it, a Nevada a, gaming it's thing. It's definitely a Nevada thing. You know what it is? It comes down to some of the lack of technology that you have here. Yep. Uh, everything is so manual, you know, Technology didn't reach and still hasn't reached uh, some spots here in Nevada, including us, of what we see across the country. You know, we have uh, tremendous technology around us, meaning outside Nevada. And there was prior to all this PASPA being overturned, the, the technology was out there, but it never came to Nevada because it, there wasn't a market mm -hmm. for it. There was uh, it was you know expensive to get license here. You only had a few handful of operators. It just wasn't worth it. But it's starting to migrate now, and a lot of the stuff that you see across the country is automated. It's great stuff. It really is. It just hasn't reached to us yet here. I mean, some of the things that we offer in other states on our uh, IGT system, you know. Our, our menu in uh, other states compared to Nevada is pretty much night and day. Yeah. I mean, I've had people come up to me and say, come to Nevada and go, why is your l menu so limited here? Because it's a manual process. We're not that quite there yet, but just like, as you said, it's not just us. It's a Nevada thing. Yep. And it will be, I, I'd say uh, another year, 18 months or so, you'll see big changes in Nevada. Right. Let's let's add desktop wagering to that, too. All right, and I'd, I'd like to log on my laptop here and start firing away on stuff. It'd be a lot of fun. Uh, really quickly, too, as we're talking about this, I would say I learned a valuable lesson. So I did bet Caleb Martin at 40-1 to 1 to an Eastern Conference Finals MVP. He lost out on it by one vote. I think, if anything, I've learned because we have if you, you guys have Jokic at minus 330, Butler at plus 340, both yep. of those prices heavily correlated to their side winning. If sure. the Denver Nuggets win, there's a very high chance in the you know mid-90s, I would say, that Nikola Jokic is going to win finals MVP. Same thing for Jimmy Butler. If I've learned a lesson, Jay, it's that I'm not going to try to get cute anymore. 
these voters are not going to vote for anybody other than the big stars if they win their series, and I think that's the way to go. Well, Murray could go off too. I mean, but you're right; yep. it's correlated to whoever wins, and that's what you're you're seeing. That those odds really mirror what the the series price really is, and you got the two big stars there, and uh, that makes sense to me. But you never know. I mean, speaking of Caleb uh, Martin, I mean, he just keeps getting better. You're right. I mean, I'd like to see what the price is on him because he's the one that continues to get better and better as they go along. And, and it's something that, um, you know, the, the voters will look at. And if he starts posting 26 or more, mm-hmm. he has a shot. All right, before we move off the NBA Finals really quickly, because I'm going to look up that price for you so you can know. But will having your presence in Colorado shape this at all? Like, if you start to build up liability in Colorado, does that shape the overall series price that you offer everywhere else? How do you handle a dynamic like that? Yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, it's a big price. I know that uh, the Colorado fans out there are going crazy, as they should be. This is the first time for their team to be in the finals, and we do expect a lot of money to come in on them on each and every game as, as far as the series as well. And uh, we'll just have to play it by ear. If it gets out of hand, I mean, uh, we're not too concerned about it because um, – what we've seen so far in in Colorado with with the Nuggets, mm. um, it, it hasn't been a landslide of support. You know, a lot of smaller tickets, a lot of smaller bets, but not large wagers like we would see maybe here on the Knights or something like that. Because we'll we'll see that here in Nevada on the Knights, but in Denver or Colorado, we just haven't seen those type of wagers. Uh, but the accumulation of tickets is mm. tremendous. So we'll just play it by ear. But so far. We haven't had to uh, adjust the Nuggets price that much. Your guy, Caleb Martin, is 30-1 to 1 to win finals MVP. There you go. Hmm. Disappointing. He might see me. Uh, disappointing. By the way, you're you, big What do you want? Well, no, I'm just – no, I'm saying he I was just, disappointed he, from last night. Like, I thought, I thought that he should have won Eastern Conference finals MVP. Uh, he, he shot over 60% from the floor, averaged 20 points a game, and had, was the second leading scorer for them. And actually, pretty much led them in scoring yesterday. Jimmy Butler got some garbage time buckets when the game was pretty mm-hmm. much over. Caleb Martin should have won it. So that's all. Just disappointed. What's Murray at? Uh, Jamal Murray? Yeah. I'll have to look that up for you. I have to dig around dig. for it. Okay. I'm assuming he's in the range of, I'll say, like 10. Eight, yeah, eight to one. Eight. There you go. Okay. Good, good guess. There you go. Good guess. Eight Jeremiah's to one. Jeremiah's got it. Jamal Murray, who has been absolutely fantastic in this postseason. All right, well, let's move on. You mentioned Vegas Golden Knights. They have moved on to the Stanley Cup Finals. What is this now? Second time and is this the sixth year? Fifth sixth year. year. Yeah, sixth, sixth year, right? Year. Yeah. All right. So that, yeah. Someone asked me if you know are the fans spoiled out here. It's like, yeah, of course. I go, you know, listen, I'm the baby in our family, and okay. my brothers and sister always remind me that I'm spoiled, and I was even to to this day. Um, and uh, you know, the Knights are kind of a a baby in this league, mm-hmm. and yeah. The fans are a little spoiled, uh, but that's the way it is. I know that doesn't go well with other fan bases that have struggled for you know decades, uh, but that's the, that's the way it is. I mean, I mean, what do you want them to do? It you also, know, just sit there and say you're sorry because they're winning? Yeah, well, here's the thing, too. I mean, it does take some level of skill to consistently win and build up this team. You know what I mean? Like it's yes, the expansion draft was favorable to build up a team, but it also takes some sort of front office executive uh, skill to maintain it and also acquire guys like Eichel and Moore to make sure that this team's going to continue to be competitive. Am I wrong in that? No. I mean, you know, you have an owner, all right, and a management team mm-hmm. that is out there to win. I mean, Bill Foley said from the very beginning that we're going to try to win it in six. That's That, that was his goal. Oh, boy. And here we are. Oh, boy. You know, it, we'll, we'll see what happens. But it's, you know, being – 
a Rockies fan, let me tell you, it's really nice to be a fan of a, of a team that's out, out there trying to win a championship, making those moves, signing stars. You know, I, I know the Rocky Yankee fans. Uh, uh, ro- ro- what? Rockies signed Chris Bryant, didn't they? You see, they yeah. got him last year. Yeah, they got Chris Bryant. They're trying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trying? <laughs> They're trying. <laughs> okay. And what else did they get? Can you name another signing by the Rockies? Bud Black. <laughs> a couple years back, right? Oh, you mean an extension? I think, he just, I think yeah. he just moved up into the top 10 of managerial wins, like on Saturday, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess. I mean, the wins. I mean, he's right up there in those losses, too. So. All right, fine. <laughs> you won't give me Bud Black. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. All right, let's start here, then, with the, uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, I think it's the obvious. Actually, I want to start big picture first. It did seem to me, as somebody who just starts watching hockey you know, around this time, because I get more time to do it, and keeping track of the betting markets a little bit more around this time, that the market, actually much like Miami, but to a lesser extent, have been sleeping on the Vegas Golden Knights. You know, I was watching some series prices move against them in the Winnipeg mm-hmm. series. Obviously, everybody and their mother liked Edmonton uh, in the grand scheme of things, and specifically in that series against the Vegas Golden Knights. And then here against Dallas, I thought the market started to snap back. But even then, we're still talking about a series price that was just around here, right? Minus 125 or so against Dallas, which is essentially like, okay, you guys have home ice. Here you go. Yeah. Uh, and that's about it. Has the market been kind of – am I reading that right? The market's been pretty low on a team that was the best team in the regular season in their conference. Yeah, I, we didn't understand that because as they went along and started accumulating wins, especially down the stretch of the regular season, and then they started winning you know, playoff series, it felt like their power ranking got worse and worse mm-hmm. as they moved along. And we were trying to figure that out because, I mean – Edmonton had this huge power ranking. Of course, Boston had the same thing. But, you know, these prices kept on coming in very, very low. Um, yet they kept on winning. And I, I'm not sure what you attribute that to, but maybe it's just the style of play. You know, they got outshot in the, uh, the Dallas series. You know, they don't post a lot of shots. You know, Dallas does post a lot of shots. They throw everything at the net. But uh, it was very odd. And, and I don't have an answer for you, except for you're right. The The power ranking for the Knights got worse and worse. And it still, you know, is showing up here in the finals. Basically saying this game is a pick em, mm-hmm. or the series is a pick em, And uh, with the slight edge to the home ice for the Knights. Yeah, so it's about that, what, like that 10, 20 cents or whatever it is uh, on the line right there. And I guess, like, I kind of get it, you know, if you're talking about being on your, what, what is Aiden Hill now, their fifth string goaltender, essentially. You understand it to a certain extent, but as somebody who's been watching this team more and more, it does seem hard to quantify defense, which the Vegas Golden Knights do pretty well to a certain extent. So it's helped out a young goaltender and a guy who's kind of up against it in Aiden Hill. So how do you think this matches up, the hockey guy in you, against a Florida offense that has been freaking awesome? Yeah. Again, another team playing with house money. I mean, the the Panthers were fantastic last year, and I think they lost in the first round, you know, after getting the the President's Trophy. They just barely made made it into the playoffs. But ever since then, you know, they just have nothing to lose. I mean, they they switched goalies. Um, Porosky came in, I think, game three against the, the Bruins, and he's never looked back. I mean, he's he's been incredible, uh, but uh, they're a different style of play. I, I, I kind of mix I, – I look at them as a, a tough Oilers team because they're fast. Mm-hmm. They like to skate. They have a great forecheck. Um, and uh, I would say that, uh, again, a very loose team um, and a very talented team just based off the record from last year. 
Grichuk was signed during the summer, and he's got everybody involved, but they seem very loose. It's it's like the hottest team, the Panthers, versus one of the better teams in the league. Hmm. And you can almost say that for the NBA Finals, too. Right. The hottest team in the Heat versus one of the better teams in the league. So very similar uh, series uh, as we look at both leagues. So where, do, where does the market respect come in here on this series? I mean, it's been sitting – you guys did open up minus 130. It's just been sitting there, hasn't it? It hasn't really seen a, a move one way or the other. It creeped up a little bit. I saw that most of them were $1.30 last night and it got up to $1.35. I think the consensus is $1.35 oh. right now. We have a little liability on the nights, but nothing compared to what we saw six years ago. Uh, but um, we were all in the same ballpark. When we made the line last night, We I think the low was $1.20. And the high was a dollar thirty-five, so we decided to open up a dollar thirty. I think we went to a dollar thirty-five shortly, and then came back down. It seems like the sharps a little bit are leaning towards the Panthers, mm-hmm. and um, I'm not again. I'm not sure if that's some type of hedging going on, um, but uh, you know, I don't know if that makes sense because the Panthers were kind of a long shot, but the the Knights were hovering around that sixteen to twenty to one for a long period of time in the season. So let me ask you this because. The NHL, and this is not to get in because this is a big topic of conversation, but the NHL in terms of popularity at the window, I, I'm going to – is, is it safe in assuming that the NBA is the more popular sport in terms of handle? Probably six times over. Okay. So why I ask that is because, you know, we always have this talk of, like, where's the public, where's the sharps. I would assume that as betters we really want to pay attention to any sort of line move, whether it be game to game or in series, because that is going to be respect the money that's driving that thing. Where in the mm-hmm. NBA, more public money involved – and you're talking about now standalone spots in the NBA Finals, public has a little bit more influence, where in the hockey, the public might not have that much influence. Does that make some Correct. sense? Yeah. And I think it varies by operator, though. If, okay. if, you, if we were like located on West Charleston or Green Valley Parkway, yeah. let's say, and, and you get a lot of nights money. I talked to those operators out there, and they just get so, so many tickets, so much support. And that, you know, if you look at the, the market prices in town here, you can see the local joints being a little higher on the nights okay. than the strip properties, and that makes sense to me. All right, it makes sense. Uh, there is a um, – they will not go named, but there is a sports book that is right there by the uh, the Fortress. Is that what we call it? Uh, some people, yeah. Yeah, okay, all right. That um, that might need a little bit more – it might need some renovations, so hopefully they can win some money and uh, put some money into that. I'm trying to think of which one you're talking about. I'm just saying I don't need six 20-inch TVs that go up to the ceiling as I go and watch them, so <laughs> – Hopefully, I think hopefully that sparks memory. I think, yeah. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> All right, okay. really quickly. Yeah. Uh, last on this, as we kind of look at this series overall, you mentioned maybe Sharps lean a little bit more toward Florida, but again, you don't know at this point. That's actually a really interesting point overall. Is sharp action at this point of the season could be clouded by what they already have in pocket, mm-hmm. which you know what I mean. Yeah. So a lot of people would look at this and go, "Oh, Sharps are in Florida." Well, they actually might just be positioning themselves because they got something nice on the Vegas Golden Knights, and actually, essentially, it means nothing. True. That's exactly what happens this yep. time of year. You know, people are hedging all the time. So it's not so much just, you can't just say, well, that's an opinion. Mm-hmm. And they really like the Panthers, uh, you know, in this series. It's, it's a possible hedge based off of what they've done during the course of the season. So do I dare ask who you like in this series? Is it pretty obvious at this point? <laughs> I'm trying to be objective as, as much as okay. I can. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. The Knights just keep proving everybody wrong. I mean, they're, those four lines are incredible. I thought that Colasar, uh, uh, Waugh, um, Carrier line was just tremendous. And if they could, if they do that, obviously I, I really like them in the series. But, you know, coming out of the East, I, I, I've watched as much as I could. 
the Panthers are incredible too. They they look again just they look so loose and relaxed. They and they have nothing to lose. I expect them to come in. I think it's going to be a long series. In fact, I think both series are going to be long. I think the Nuggets might win it six or seven, but I think that looking at this, I wouldn't be surprised that the Knights and Panthers go to Game Seven. So Bobrovsky's the favorite to win the Conn Smythe. Is Conn Smythe just Finals, Stanley Cup Finals, or is that a postseason award? I believe it's postseason. Okay. I, I mean, I ask because I, I right? feel like when you're looking at it, there's probably I don't know. I I have trouble figuring out voters. So I wonder, like we were talking about finals MVP for the NBA, Mm -hmm. heavily correlated to Jokic for the Nuggets, heavily correlated to Jimmy Butler uh, and the Heat. But in terms of hockey, I mean, you can have so many different options, and especially for like the Knights where everybody's scoring for them. I I don't know how you would put your finger down in this market. They all skater scored a point in the Dallas series, but I'm not really a big awards guy. Yeah. So that's a really good question. I don't know if it's the entire playoffs or just the finals only. Right, because like most outstanding player in the NCAA tournament yeah. is the final four. Yes. And you know what I mean? So, And we've seen that get a little froggy at times, huh. too. So That's why I'm not a big awards guy. Okay. Uh, trust me, I'm getting there. I might retire yeah, from it, yeah. too, because I might be all done when it comes to it after getting burned on Caleb Martin. Should have won it. Never forget it. Never forget it. <laughs> uh, all right. Really quickly, before we get out of here, as, uh, of course, the Ozmakers is back and J- uh, John will eventually join us, I think. He's pretty big. He plays a lot of golf, but I think he'll come and join us at some point. (laughs) Uh, I was perusing Twitter the other day, and I did notice this wonderfully constructed graphic of every single game for every single team, and I mean every single one, on a nice, tidy, neat little graphic up on Superbook Sports, huh? Uh, Every side, every total up? What's going on here? That's very impressive, and... uh the unit did that. I think there's a it's mistake. sitting right in this. I'm looking at New Orleans week 13. It might be a little bit of a mistake there. Uh, yeah, Misplaced right. a decimal point. That's impressive. We oh, get a lot of positive comments on that. Nice job, unit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we put that out there. The guys worked on that all weekend long. Uh, put them up. Very popular. A lot more popular than you would think. You know, people are betting these things. Get out of here. Oh, so, yeah. like, people are going to, like, you know, somebody actually commented on the tweet that was up there, like, uh-huh. love the Bears week 15 plus three and a half. Like, <laughs> is that the one that sticks yeah, out? Yeah, right. Exactly. No, I get what you're saying, but I'm just saying, in overall, yeah. it, it, you know, starts accumulating bets more than you think. A lot of people, you know, look at it, and I, obviously it's a huge conversation piece. Mm-hmm. Maybe people already have, you know, reservations or planned trips to go to a certain game, like, okay, I'm going to that. Bears game in week 15. Yep. I mean, that that's the game I'd probably be looking at and see, seeing what it is. Now, would I wager on it at this far in advance? Uh, I'm not sure, unless it really stuck out like a sore thumb. I mean, I looked through the Broncos. I looked through uh, my friend, and you know, he's a big Cowboys fan. I said the Cowboys were dogs in five games. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's kind of a conversation piece as well. It's an overall view of the power rankings uh, heading yes. into the, the season. And I know a lot of, especially media, cover that. And uh, the fans obviously enjoy it. Yeah, uh, big mistake was that the Colts are favored in just one game. <laughs> Actually, they might be favored in two. Is that a that's minus a, two That's and a, a mistake? Uh, no, they're favored in two. Excuse me. They, they, you gave them the, uh, the home game against Tampa Bay. Okay. All right, so Tampa Bay and Houston. Coming yeah, off a bye. Anthony Richardson, of course, is going to win Rookie of the Year, and they're going to win like a billion games. Um, I will say – you did point out a couple of like that I like these for. First off, getting a sense of at least how one shop Superbook uh, rates these teams. You can get a sense of what that's like for all of these. You can also get super nerdy with it and actually crunch all the numbers and make win totals and see if your guys's 
numbers for these games don't match up with the win totals that you've hung and then maybe mm -hmm. find some spots to pick off if you want to get like super hardcore about it but i think overall to your point it just gives you an idea of where these teams are at for a lot of them week one's very popular but it does give you a sense of what these are i would assume actually i don't know what are the limits on these things like all the way down to week 18 does it just thousand. vary yeah yeah but I, i'll tell you if you look at, if look at these things closely mm -hmm. look how many small numbers there are oh yeah I and mean, there's a lot are you of about physical size because yeah, i have to zoom I mean, in or I mean, just like I mean, point spreads <laughs> You look at point spreads, JVT, stop. You get, look at, yeah. you, you see a lot of close games there. And it, it'll be interesting to see how they change during the course of the season because you I mean, know. But, you know, you know, you look at this and say, well, I know the Broncos are going to get off to a good start. You know, there's yep. no way they're going to go to Miami and get three and a half by the time they, they win their first two games. You know, you see some value there. I know some people like to do that. Um, I don't have time to do that. But right. uh, I I just look at that and say well, that's an incredible amount of work, and I gotta I mean, you know tip my cap to uh, you know Ed, Randy, and the team back there. Those guys did a tremendous job. I'll tell you a couple of things. So first off, to your point, like for a team like Kansas City Chiefs, the largest point spreads home against Chicago nine and a half, home against the Raiders nine and a half. Uh, but again, a bunch of games for Kansas City that are within a touchdown. If you're looking at the point spreads that you have projecting out, so Kansas City schedules, you know, one of the harder ones in the NFL, and you can see it right. A bunch of games that are underneath the touchdown for a team power rated as high as the Kansas City Chiefs are. The other team that and I think I know John's very high on, I think he fell uh, fell in love, drank, started drinking the Kool-Aid. But after playing Kansas City week one, Detroit is a three-point favorite in Seattle, according to you guys. Atlanta, a six-point favorite at home, a two-point favorite at Green Bay, a six-point favorite home against Carolina, land four on the road against Tampa Bay before they're catching three-and-a-half at Baltimore. And before they're by, they're a five-point favorite against Las Vegas. They're favored in, two, in every game but two before the bye week. Man. That Lions That's team is very highly right rated. Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, how many double-digit favorites or games do you see? Uh, ooh, not many. I mean, actually, I don't think I see any. That's if, right. we're, if we're considering nine and a half is not it, right? Because obviously they have to win by ten, but still, not a double-digit spread. I don't think I see any. Cardinals? Oh, look at the Cardinals. Okay. You know, told us. Oh, yeah, there we go. At there San Francisco, ten and a half. Yeah, yeah, and then at Philly, at 11 San and a half. Fran. Okay. Yep. At Philly, at San Fran. That's a good point. Yeah, Arizona, the worst team. by power. They are the worst team, right, power rating-wise? Yeah. Yeah. You look at the parody, though. It's just tremendous. Yep. Oh, it's brilliant. It's why, you know, going back to there was a conversation around the NBA finals about, like, the attractiveness of the finals and whatnot. But parody's great because you get this sort of stuff. And in the NFL, parody sells because you can sell any of these franchises uh, on any sort of outcome. I mean, I think there's a team like Tennessee who could be the worst in the NFL when you look up and say, hey, man, they could actually have the worst record. Uh, and then you look at other teams like the Lions who come out of the cellar and actually do something. Um, all right, let me ask you this. Big picture questions before we get out of here for the National Football League. Mm -hmm. First off, uh, we haven't really gotten to talk to you because this trade happened, in, what, two or three weeks ago. Aaron Rodgers, New York Jets. How's the Super Bowl? How the guys in the back feel about that? I tend to think. I know Jeremiah, <laughs> Jeremiah is not going to like it. Here's my – I got three words for you on the New York Jets. Pump the brakes. Okay? Let's pump the brakes here. I, I'm not going to say what my favorite team in the AFC East is. I'll be laughed at. But you'll all see. Just say that. Well, I, I think that they're in good shape for yep. uh, a wild card. I, I'm not going to say that they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not going to say they're going to win the East. But I think that, you know, if he obviously stays healthy and does what he does, I mean, it's a huge upgrade. And we know the, the league is all about your quarterback. And, you know, as quirky as he's been over the last few years, it's a, a tremendous upgrade. And I would expect them to contend for a wild card. That's, that's the ceiling for me mm -hmm. when I look at the Jets. Wild card? Contending for a wild card. Yes, contending for a wild card. I would agree. I, I think 
the I think the betting market as a whole has kind of oversold what this all means for New York. And I also think I will mention the team. I think it causes you know because we always talk about like value and where is it at. And you, when you put a team you know, like the Jets in the AFC now, all the everything else has to move, right? You have to adjust on mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think a team that's left in the dust is actually in that division. I don't think people realize how solid the Patriots were last year with a terrible offensive staff and a defense that finished top two in a lot of advanced metrics. And now you actually get a real offensive play caller there and a really good coach. And I like the way they drafted and handled their free agency. So we'll see. But something like that where you're getting like near three to one on a Patriots team to make the playoffs, that's something where I think you're looking around and going, all right. You find, for me, when moves like that happen, I look for value elsewhere. You can't look at the team itself because everything's just been sucked out of it. Yeah, and it's a rippling effect. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have that kind of you know body moving teams, it's going to have a rippling effect, not only in the division, but the conference. What, what are we looking at the Jets' first game? Jets, uh, or Monday night game, I believe, right, Bills? Yeah, New York Jets, one-point underdog at home against the Buffalo Bills. Is that Monday night? Yeah, I think it's the opening Monday night, if I remember. Good luck, Jeremiah. Yep, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I already there. took him at pick. There you go. You took the Bills at pick? All right, so oh, there you, you go. Did? Move the line. Okay. Move the line. Now it's All Bills right. minus one. As we know, going from pick to one in the NFL is a really big move. So they got Buffalo, then they go to Dallas. Yep. New England. Don't sleep Kansas on it. Kansas City. Yep. At Denver. Philadelphia. Yep. Yikes. That's a brutal schedule. Wow. For a team that's uh, like, like minus 150 to make the playoffs. That's yeah. a brutal schedule before the ball. Buffalo, Dallas, New England, yep. KC, Denver, Philly. Yeah. Back end is a lot more manageable for him, but yeah. it's even still, yeah. Because then you're got, you're talking about a stretch of Atlanta, Houston, Miami, but then the Commanders, Cleveland. Cleveland's an interesting team because I don't know what they're going to be. If Deshaun Watson looks yeah. like Deshaun Watson from Houston, then everything's going to go rear end up, if you will, in the AFC. They're going to get out, or they're going to need to get out of that first six, three and three, two and four. I think that's a guy I was going to say. Yeah, I think three two and three four? is asking for okay. quite a bit. Well, I'm saying right if now. they're going to contend for a wild card. As I'm saying, three and three. I'll tell you this right now. Your guy right here, there's two teams that have the worst odds in their respective divisions. Love them. New England Patriots, and you heard this here first, the Green Bay Packers are winning the NFC North. Just telling you this right now. Don't, why, why you look away in shame? I'm just, well, I'm, I'm looking away because I'm starting to think of what they got. Okay. Mr. Love. I also bet the Denver right. Broncos to win the Super Bowl, just well, so I can instill okay. some okay. goodwill here. All right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that balanced it out yeah. there. Yeah, there we go. Okay, now I'll look back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see, there we go. All right, Jay, anything else you want to leave us with before we get out of here? Uh, we're good. We're getting through these last uh, couple of uh, finals. I yep. think they're going to be fantastic. It's nice to have uh, some long series. It was nice to see a game seven for once. Uh, we we had some short series there for in both leagues, which, uh, you know, kind of – Hits the schedule a little bit, and and uh, that's a little disappointing. But hopefully, we have some two long series, some really good uh, finals, and then we get a little bit of a break, and then we'll be heading into a uh, um, super contest. Yep. Um, you know, probably in July, and then uh, you know we'll be looking at the football season. So, um, a lot of vacation time coming up. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm catching a Giants game at the back end of June. Got two tick, dude. Two tickets right behind home plate. There you Pretty go. Pretty cheap. Sunday nice. afternoon, watch the Arizona Diamondbacks. You know. Go. And the Giants. I mean, they'll be there too, but we, we, we know what the catch is there. Hopefully get a gallon day. Hopefully we can get them pitching out there in San Francisco. Well, all those final series, by the way, if you want to watch them, check them out in person. If you want somewhere to watch it other than your boring house, uh, make sure you check out 
all of the places where the Superbook is located, Westgate, Las Vegas, Lodge Casino, and Blackhawk, Colorado, or the newly added Taft's Ale House in Cincinnati. As always, follow on social. You can go check out that awesome grid put together by unit at Superbook Sports or at Superbook.com. TikTok still too, right? We're still up there. we got a lot of stuff going on. So check out all the social spots, Superbook Sports, and we will talk to you next time here on The Odds Makers. You've been locked into The Odds Makers Podcast. The Odds Makers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports, featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Jonathan Von Toll. Hit our subscribe button, rate, review, and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the biggest events in sports. The Odds Makers Podcast is a production of Green Roll Media. Green Roll Media, the world's premier sports betting podcast network.